Okay, so um, so we've been we've been actively involved in the sugya of Pasababakistin, which emanated from the sugya of what is included in the bracha in the beginning of a meal. So, like we said, we made a transition in Parakets Mavarchim. This transition will eventually land us in the seventh and eighth parak. We transitioned from food, what bracha you make on food, to, to meal structure, and what is included in a meal. So, for the last week, like intensively, we were talking about what bracha is included in the meal as far as simply the parameters of the bracha. We now talk about what's included in a meal. We're now going to talk about what's included in a meal, but not in terms of what food in relation to what bracha, not in terms of whether or not washing takes care of it, bread takes care of it, it's lalafis, it's apas, it's part of the meal, it's fruit, it's dessert, it's pasavavikisnen. What is pasavavikisnen? But more in terms of when does a meal expire? So, and it was like, I say, a parking meter. See, so you put in a quarter. You can't park there forever. It doesn't last forever. It, it lasts for a certain amount of time. Then the meter expires. So a meal also, when you start a meal, it's not, you know, like I tell my students, you can't wash in September and bench in June. It doesn't last forever. It starts and then something ends. So until now we're talking about what is included in your meal. Now we're... we're going to talk about when is included in your meal, so to speak. So we are up to, we are up to Rav Pape, which is the last two words on the line, I would say a little above halfway down the page on Membez Amadal. So Membez Amadal, round halfway, last words on the line, Rav Pape. For a meal. After they finish the meal. Right? Look at those words. After they finish their meal. I mean, obviously, the meal's not over yet. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about this. So, in this context, must mean the main dish. After they finished their meal, main dish, they brought out food to eat. Midi, something lamechal to eat. Shakl Rav Papa v'koch. And Rav Papa took it and ate it. Rav Papa was the guest. So <coughs> they bring out another dish. And Rav Papa started eating it. Now, Amalei, they told him, Rav Hunabred Rav Nassin, etc. And the other people there told him, you don't hold of, sir, the halacha gomar Once you finished eating, you're not allowed to eat anymore. So when a person, you know, again, I don't know if this happens to like uh, every people, but so I know some people that like they finish eating. You know, <laughs> like you know, it's like Shabbos day, yeah, the portion of chalent, and, and then you finish eating. Then, then, like, you schmooze for a few minutes. And then, you know, the, 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 that schnitzel platter over there is looking good. 
So, you know, send it here. Another muffin. You send it here. So, are you able to eat that? When you pushed away your plate, when you were gomar milach, when you finished eating, were you in effect announcing halachically the statue of limitations on my bracha has kicked in and my meal is over? So Rav Papa ate. They asked Rav Papa, don't you think that when you finish your Nadaliti, aren't you aware of the halacha? Amalahu salakitmar. No. I learned when it's taken away. Now what is taken away? So the easy shot is, is that of Tysus and the Rabbeinu Yoyna. In the olden days, they didn't have a dining room table like we have. They had individual tables, like a TV tray, dinner type of tables. Like you had every guy had their own couch and they brought, when they brought you the meal, they literally were going to have the shprach brought you the table. So the Taisis and the relearn, when they take away your table, you're done for meeting. So Rupab answered him back that no, as long as your table is in front of you, there is no giving up on the meal. There's no giving up on the meal. When they take away your table, then you're giving up on the meal. That is the way Taisis learns. Rashi Rashi learns a very interesting pshat. And with Rashi, this basically never happens to us. Rashi says, when they take away the bread from you. Which means, so you, you like, picture your Shabbos Suda. So you cut up a challah or two or three. And like, you leave it in the middle of the table. The meal is going on until you take away the challah. Now, that's not what Rashi says. <laughs> Okay, fine. Why lechem? Yeah, but it says. Everything. Okay, so if they take the schnitzel off and then you want to bring it back later, that's no good. That's what it says. It says everything. So, 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 so I, I want to postulate that this is Rashi Lashitase. That Rashi holds that anyway, the only thing that gets pottered is what you eat together with bread. I mean, but once you. Maybe he's saying that I would like to postulate that if you have a lechem removed but you still have remnants of your meal, then you should be fine. I want to postulate like Rashi that we need a bracha without being the end of the meal. Remember Rashi? Remember Rashi that the only thing that gets potted from a bracha is what you eat together with bread? So your case in and of itself in Rashi can't happen. If you take away the bread and there's only corned beef left, you anyway have to make a bracha in Rashi. Remember we said in Rashi, everything has to be eaten with the bread? You are eating with the bread. You started with the bread and you removed the bread from the table. You right, make so time. game over in Rashi. So, so, so I, I'm, I'm with you. I know if you, if you would uh, um, transfer, you know, just like transpose Rashi sheet onto Tesis, it would mean take away the food. That, that, that's what I'm, I'm agreeing with. But in Rashi's world, if you don't have bread anyway, you have to make a bracha. So in Rashi's world, I know everyone's very busy with leaving the challah on the table. And this is, there's a tesis here. Everyone's very busy with leaving the challah on the table. I don't see how you get that from Rashi. I'm thinking Rashi is only saying challah because Rashi holds anyway in order to pot their food from a bracha. You have to physically eat it with bread. So you put a comma after the word alatah? And then you say, Yeah, 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 yeah. Something, something along those lines, yeah. Don't you yeah. have to bench with challah on the 
Oh, oh, oh. So that, the Makar is this sugi. Yes, yes. And I wouldn't say have to, should. Which means... I mean, not my exactly, exactly, exactly. Meaning, let's say someone finishes all the challah. <laughs> so, someone finishes all the challah. You're going to tell me you're not going to bench? Chatzshom. Right, okay. So fine. Itmar. Rava Rebzeira Iklu Beresh Galusa. Rava and Rebzeira once ate a meal by the Resh Galusa. So we've said in the past, the Resh Galusa was where it's happening. The Resh Galusa every night had a banquet. And we're going to get more and more into this public eating banquet thing. The Resh Galusa had a banquet every night. So Labasar the Sliku, after they took away Taka, the table. Now Taka literally means kitchen. But, but here it means the table. Lebasar the sliku takamikamayu. After they took away the table from them, shadrulhu ristana, they sent out stew. Mibereish galusa from the kitchen the reish galusa. So again, a similar scenario, but here we seem to be more committed. Finished the meal, they took away the table. They collected the plates. After they collected the plates, they sent out, you know, individual portions of stew. Rova achel. So I, either they either it was dried food, it was like food that you could eat with your hand. Stew. Okay, fine. Wrong word. <laughs> fine. Wrong word. Yeah, charcuterie, right? <laughs> or, or or they sent it out in like you know, little Greenwald style crocks. With like fake Avedazara lions on the top. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so Rava Achel, Rava ate it. Rabzeira lay Achel. Rabzeira wouldn't eat it. And Rabzeira said to Rava, listen, seriously, you don't have anything to rely on. Don't you hold when they take away the table, it's Usr to eat? Amalei, no. Anan, we attacked the Reish Galusa Samchinun. We're saying on the kitchen of the Reish Galusa, which means, says the Gemara. This, this Gemara doesn't make sense. I mean, it's by the Reish Galusa. It was like. So, one second. One second. It's listen. It's listen. It's like this. The Gemara is saying a very good logic, which means like this. There's no like magic hard and fast rules over here that when they take away the table, the meal is over. Let me ask you a question. Let's say you have to go to the bathroom and they take away the table. So is, does that mean your meal's over? No, that's not what it means. What it means is, is that when in your mind you're done, you're done. And we find this many, many times in halacha, that when in your mind you don't expect, for instance, if a lady loses hesachadas by shiva it's over. In her mind, she's not keeping shiva anymore. Even if she did that based on a mistake, it's over. I mean, uh, practically ask a rabbi and we work around it. But, but notice the halacha and the pure halacha is if you're, if you're mesalik your das, if you have hesach das, it's over. If let's, say, if let's say you put on your tefillin and then you take them off and you have hesach das, you have to make a new bracha when you put on your tefillin. Anything expires with hesach das. So this halacha is not out of those bounds. What it's saying is, is that naturally, when a person takes away the table from you, you in your mind say, okay, I'm not eating anymore. So in your own mind, you stop the meal and therefore your bracha expires. 
Says the Gemara, in the Beirish Galusa, you don't know what's on the menu. You don't know what they're going to bring out next. You don't know what special creations the chef has in store for you, the tasting menu that he's going to send out. So Mamela said, said Rav, I think, to him, Yamalaya Rav said back to him, Anana be galusa, We're being saved in the kitchen of galusa, which means in our mind, I don't know when the meal is over, which means in your house, if you, you know, some people like know what their wife is serving, some people don't. If you know what your wife is serving, yeah, you want to, you say, oh, what are you serving today? Oh, have this, 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 this. So you, you know, like, that's it, the, the game's over. There's no more food coming out of the kitchen. And, and the, you always know what your wife is serving. <laughs> When you invite too many guests and you didn't tell your wife and she tells you, I only have X, Y, Z. And like, no, don't worry, it'll be fine. They don't need so much. Um, so you know exactly what your wife is serving. So at that point, you know nothing's coming out. But if you're in the Reish Galusa, if you're in the kitchen, the Reish Galusa. Or anybody. Or anybody's, exactly. If you're in anybody's house who you have no idea, like, you know, and there are all the types that are always bringing out extra food, then your mind didn't disconnect. Your mind didn't disengage after you finish the food, and therefore it goes on. So the Gemara over here is actually, it sounds like we're saying a bunch of different svaras. It's all the same svara. It is. When in a person's normal mind does he think, I am done, I'm not eating more? When he thinks that, yeah, your bracha expires, and it's like every other hesachadas in halacha. It's like a hesachadas for a bracha on tefillin, it's like hesachadas for a bracha on bir chametz. It's a hesachadas on every single bracha you ever make. So why doesn't Rapunzel say that in the first case? He doesn't know what uh, Rapunzel bread, uh, you know, his wife's bringing out. He must have thought that he did. He must. He must know. He must have thought that he did. It, I, unless he's arguing this whole premise, which I can't imagine. So, so why is Rashi again not telling on on the das? And you worried again about the bread? No, because if you take away the bread, there's nothing to eat it with, and then in your mind, the meal's over. If you don't know what else is coming out, it's all about. The Are you bread. saying in Rashi? In Rashi, what about the bread? If that's all it would have taken, I would have known. I get, I get. <laughs> so, by the way, so so once you have the hazardas, now you have to. You're making a new bracha again. Okay. Now, now, now. You start benching. You still have to bench. I say. And then it's like varm habayim. Do like a varm habayim lachasu. When are you supposed? Oh, so let's. So it says the next gemara. Says the next gemara. Question. This probably never happened to you, but let's say. <laughs> you're eating at somebody's house and you in your mind you're done right and then they come out and they go come on you gotta try this you gotta try this right and you're like oh whatever yes in your mind you're done but now they try. so do you have to make a new broken like being by the race you know, if you Is really that? really really thought you're done if you really thought there's no possibility then Yes. Now, now it's a very bad place to be in to need to make an extra bracha during the meal you want to avoid that at all costs you know, you know the Ramas. It's called a bracha shenet So basically, never tune out. It never hurts not to tune out. Right. Never turn in your keys. Right. Says the Gemara. Amar Rav, continuing in the same sugya. Amar Rav, Haragel b'shemen shemen ma'akvay. In the olden days, in the olden days. They used to smear oil on their hands after a meal. Now, before you think that's disgusting, isn't that what you're trying to get off your hands? You must ponder the following. 
the job of soap is to soften up your skin to allow dirt to come out. Before they invented soap for skin, oil did that job. So whatever you think of soap, think of oil in those days. So they used to smear their hands with oil, which to me is like this exact opposite of what you want to do after a meal. They had antibacterial oil. Says the Gemara, so Haroga B'Shemen, if a person has a custom to smear oil on his hand, Shemen Ma'akveh, that is his sign the meal is over. Because until then, you're still eating. After you eat, you're going to smear the oil. And Amr Abashi, Kehavina Be'er of Kana, in fact, Abashi said, we were by Rav Kana, Amr Lani told us, Kigaynanan, us, Diraglinan B'Mishche, that's accustomed to oil, Mishche Ma'akvalon. The oil is what is what holds us back. Says no, the Gemara. No one, no one does the oil in between courses. No. Says the Gemara. Shmaitz, uh, the halach is not like the first halach we said. Gomer. The halach is not like the second halach we said. Salak. The halach is not like the third halacha. Anan atakadurish galusa kasamchinon. The halach is not like the fourth halacha. Anan on oil kasamchinon. Says the Gemara, the halach is as follows. Ela kihadam rabchia barashi amarav sholish tekifai said. There are three immediates in halacha. In halacha, there are three things that must follow another thing immediately. For instance, takeif lesmicha shchita. Immediately after smicha, when the person rests his weight on the animal and says vidui. Immediately after smicha has to happen shechita. Um, how long is that? It's it's as long as you could walk um, twenty four or forty amos. Like it's a it's a long time. Like, I think twenty one amos. It's it's like it's not what you think immediately. Take if tefila. Immediately after gal Yisrael has to happen tefila, and this is a real immediate. And like we said in the first parak. That, that literally of all the places in Davening that a hefzik counts, this is by far the most machmer. Loy me, but you're not allowed to talk. You're not allowed to signal, uh-huh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You're not allowed to even make hand gestures. You're not even allowed to push in your chair. You should have your feet together ready to roll when you say Baruch Hashem Gal Yisrael straight to go to Shmonesser. And that is called Seimach Gulotvila. So that is the second immediate in halacha. And finally, Takef Lenetilas Yadayim Bracha. Immediately after Mayim Achreinim, you have to bench. So what the Gemara means is let's talk about the Gemara in context, then we'll talk about this halacha. What the Gemara means to say is that me and you do not consider our meal finished until we wash my machrenim. That, that gomar is not the ikr, salak's not the ikr, taka's not the ikr, shemen's not the ikr, my machrenim's the ikr. And until you wash my machrenim, and until you wash my machrenim, your meal is still going on. And that is the answer, that's the maskana of the last sugi. So your question about you're at your friend's house, oh, look, brought you one more thing out to try? If you didn't wash my machrenim, you could eat without a bracha. All of the shilas are very simple. If you didn't wash Mayim Achreinim, you can eat without a bracha. If you did wash Mayim Achreinim, you cannot eat. That's one halacha. The other halacha is something, an oft-overlooked halacha. The Gemara here paskins, and this is the halacha, that immediately after, 
immediately after my Machreinim, one must bench, and you're not allowed to be mafsik between my Machreinim and benching. What constitutes a hefsik? So Rashi and the Rambam, that's pretty major league, say eating constitutes a hefsik. Eating constitutes a hefsik. Which means, <coughs> which means after you ask my Machreinim, you're allowed to schmooze, you're allowed to talk, you just can't eat anymore. For two reasons. You can't eat because your bracha expired like we saw a minute ago. And number two, you violate that takif. You violate the takif. You violate the bracha. You violate that halacha. <coughs> then immediately after, you need a wash. And you need a bench. The Beis Yosef says, no. You know what takif bracha is? You're not allowed to talk. That even talking is a hefsik. And the Mogan Avram paskins this way, and the Mishnah Brura paskins this way. And therefore, you will find a lot of people, they're makbed, once they wash my machreinim, not to talk. Not to talk. And that's where this comes from. This comes from Tekev Lenetilis Yadai and Bracha, that A, you learn it, that it's talking about my machreinim, not my machreinim. If you look in Rav Kivager, some people learn it's talking about my machreinim. B, it's talking about my machreinim, and you're not going in the Rambam and Rashi where the hefsik is, is eating. You're going in the Rambam and Rashi, you're going in the Beis Yosef where the hefsik is talking. And that's where that comes from. And ends off the Gemara, Omar Abaye, Af Onu Nemar, I want to add to this list, take it for Talmidichacham and Bracha. Immediately after hosting a Talmud Chacham, bracha will come to the house. Shenemar vayvarcheni Hashem biglalecha. That that Lovan told Yankiv that Hashem gave me a lot of money because you were by me. So we see that takif immediately after the presence of a Talmud Chacham like Yankiv Avinu in Lovan's house, he was blessed with a lot of money. Hashem blessed that Sarah Tabachim with a lot of wealth because Yosef was there. So the fourth tekifus is immediately after hosting a Tamil Chacham comes Bracha. Freg de Magitaluma, de Bnei This fourth takif is not contiguous. It's not, it doesn't line up with the other three. The other three are Chiyuvim. Which means, immediately after you do smicha, you have to shecht. Immediately after you say, so there is a chiv on you to daven shmanesrei. Immediately after you wash either my rishenim or my machrenim, you need to make your bracha. You need to make either your benching if it's my machrenim or your hamitzi if it's, if it's my rishenim. So the take of is a, is a chiv that's incumbent on you to do because you triggered one chiv, you did smicha, so triggers another chiv. You did netuzdam, triggers another chiv. What is this talking about? That, that who, who's this being mechayev? Hashem? That, that's the Magatalim's lashon. Are you being mechayev? Hashem? Hashem. Immediately after Tamachacham, I hosted, I hosted, I had some rabbit put up a mezuzah by me. No. So says Frank the Magatalim, the, the fourth takif is not in line with the other three takifs. Says the Magitaluma, it's a chiv on the Tamachacham. What the Gemara is saying is immediately after a Tamachacham is hosted by somebody, it's a chiv upon him immediately to bless the people that hosted him so that they should receive this bracha. Says the Magitaluma, yes, this is, it is, 
in line with the other three. It's a chiv on him to to shtel tzu a bracha. Okay, I guess we won't start a Mishnah at 843. Okay, fine.